demonstrates his power in your life and my life and we look right past and never stop to give God the credit for what he's done? Look at this. Next thing I want you to notice is this. That is that we will experience blessings beyond what we could ever imagine. Now look what happened. Finally, when Pharaoh said, let them go, the Egyptians were so delighted for them to leave because they've suffered so badly. They carried their jewels, they carried their riches, their wealth, and they dumped all of their wealth on the Hebrews just to get them out of their country. Now, Moses would never have expected such a thing. Listen, if we could just see through what God is requiring of us and see what he has in store for us, we may think, God, I can't. Oh, is that what's out there? Yes. Yes, I'm going. No, I'm not afraid. It's worth the fight. It's worth the battle. It's worth the struggle. It's worth the pain. Worth the suffering. Worth the heartache. Worth the risk. Because when you take a risk with God, you don't have any risk at all. You can't lose with unconditional love, and you can't lose with omnipotence. And so when he did it his way, what happened? Freed the whole nation. That is God's way. Freed the whole nation. Went out wealthy, one miracle after miracle after miracle after another, God working in their lives. Not only that, one of the things that happens is we begin to learn God's ways. What did he know about God? Not much. He learned that God could use him a second time. He learned that God could take simple things and make a difference. He learned what would happen when God got into a stick. He learned what would happen when God rained down fire and judgment. He, he learned what God would do. He learned the ways of God. How many times have I said this to you? The one thing I want to learn in life above everything else, what are the ways of God? How does he think? What motivates him? What makes him tick? Why does God do the things that he does? Why does he allow the things that he does? We want to learn the ways of God. The greatest wisdom there is is the wisdom to know the ways of God. And he was learning the ways of God. And when you and I obey him, we do it his way, we're going to learn his ways. The next thing I want you to notice is this. We learn that God can use us in our weakness and in our frailties. He can do mighty things through weakness and frailty. Now, I've said that in a different way before, but I want to make that point. He can use us in our frailties and our weakness. We don't have to be strong. We don't have to be educated. We don't have to be this. We don't have to be that. He uses us in our weaknesses and our frailties. Next thing, God can accomplish more in a brief period of time than you and I can in a lifetime when we do it our way. Think about what happened. How long would it have taken, how long would it have taken Moses to liberate the nation of Israel, the Hebrew children, if he did it his way? If he just started a revolution, for example, among the Hebrews, first of all, they weren't skilled in warfare. They had no weapons, but let's just say they had a big revolution. So they all had a stick. And you've got Javelins, swords, spears, shields, charioteers, cut them up, just cut them asunder. Do it God's way, don't even have to have a sword. Do it God's way, don't even have to lift a hand. Do it God's way, watch God do it. Remember what we said? He assumes full responsibility when you and I surrender our life to him. And so what we see happening here, we see God blessing them more than they could ever assume to be blessed. We see God doing it his way, accomplishing things that uh, they would never have been able to accomplish. And what we see is this, when we do it God's way, God gets maximum honor and glory. Take no credit, no glory. When we do it God's way, he gets the credit and the glory for it. Now, let's think about it. Since God has a will for your life and a plan for your life and a purpose for your life, and since he has the best 
that even he, God, could store up for you. And since he desires the very best for you and has planned it, are you willing to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and let him have his way in your life so that you can live your life God's way? It's just that simple. It doesn't make any difference who you are, how much you've sinned in the past. It doesn't make any difference what's going on in your life, what's your circumstance, what you have to face. The ultimate question is this. Am I going to be wise enough to do it God's way? My friend, here's what you and I will never be able to see in this life. How many times we, in very simple little things, obey God, for which he is reserving in heaven for us a reward over things that we never even thought about. But they were the will of the Father. It's something God wanted us to do. He led us and we did it because it's our lifestyle, didn't even think about it. There is no way to lose, listen, no way to lose doing it God's way. There's no way to win doing it our way. Father, how grateful we are. Oh, you're so patient, so forgiving, so loving, so kind. Just etch the truth of this simple message into every one of our hearts. Let it ring and echo in our soul. Let it ricochet in our spirit so that we're ever conscious of the fact we have a choice and we've chosen to do it God's way. In Jesus' name, amen. We're glad you've been with us today for In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Though God's way may be difficult and even painful, believers never travel alone. You can trust the Lord to always be with you and to guide your steps. You can learn more about God's purposes for adversity and how to trust Him through it at our website, intouch.org. And to review today's message, look for the link to Today on Radio on our homepage. Connect to our online bookstore if you'd like to order a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, God's Way is the Best Way. Again, that's intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. If you prefer to write, our address is In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia 30357. More insight on receiving guidance from the Lord is coming up in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. We've all experienced seasons of loss, times when we are thriving and moments when things seem to fall apart. These stages can often leave us feeling unsure of how to move forward, needing to rebuild. The In Touch Rebuild Workbook is a resource that will help you rebuild and form a life of sustaining faith and intimacy with God. Begin your journey today. Visit InTouch.org rebuild. In Touch Plus is streaming on Local Now, featuring all the best of Dr. Charles Stanley. We're to have strong convictions based on the Word of God. He's working out things that you and I would never know about in our future. In Touch Plus, your streaming network for quality Christian programming 24-7. Now watch this. In Touch Plus, streaming free on Local Now. You're listening to In Touch. Learning to seek guidance from our gracious and patient Heavenly Father is a process. With a reminder for believers, here's a moment with Charles Stanley. 
There have been times when I think, okay, God, is this your will? Is this your will? And searching and seeking and so forth. Then you come to a place where there's this awesome, subtle peace. Do I understand it all? Not necessarily. But I am confident this is what he wants me to do. And this is why he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. And then just a matter of faith. I'm going to do what I believe God wants me to do. When you've done that, and then you say, you know what, I did all that and I made a mistake. God will take your honest obedience to him as best you knew how. Turn it for your good if you make a mistake for the simple reason he knows that learning to listen to him is a process. And being a process, you know, he's going to forgive us when we make mistakes. And it's a wonderful, wonderful assurance in our heart when you know that you can talk to God and he's going to show you exactly what to do. And the first thing God shows any of us is our need to be adopted into his family through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Learn more about becoming a Christian at intouch.org. Next week on In Touch, do you think about the long-term consequences when you make decisions? Take some time this weekend to consider whether you might be forsaking God's best. And join us Monday for In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look in an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Research consistently shows that young people who wait until after the wedding have a better chance of a stable, fulfilling, happy marriage. They also don't have to worry about things like sexually transmitted diseases or unplanned pregnancies. Though this does not fit with contemporary assumptions about human beings, obedience to the Lord's loving plan always works best, and it brings incalculable benefits into our lives. Now, we may or may not hear that kind of moral clarity from our churches, but it's been quite a while since the government has admitted the negative consequences of unmarried sex, particularly when it comes to teenagers. However, a 2016 report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, yes, the CDC, stated clearly that young people who are virgins register much higher in nearly all health-related behaviors than those who are sexually active. Those behaviors included everything from using seat belts to avoiding drug abuse to eating a healthy diet, going to the doctor, exercising, avoiding riding with someone who's been drinking. In addition, one finding that the media did not mention at the time is that while sexually inactive teens are healthiest, sexually active homosexual and bisexual teens fared significantly worse than their sexually active heterosexual peers. Now, at the time, the CDC conveyed all of the blockbuster conclusions of their report as dryly and bureaucratically as possible, kind of like significant health disparities exist. But a summary of the CDC study that was provided at the time by Focus on the Family clarified just how significant those disparities really are. First, smoking. The study found that sexually active heterosexual teens were 3,300% more likely to smoke tobacco products daily than their virgin counterparts. Same-sex or bisexual active teens were 9 9,500% more likely to smoke daily than the virgins. Second, drug abuse. The study found that sexually active heterosexual teens were 500% more likely to have ever injected a non-prescription drug than the virgins, while a whopping 2,333% of the so-called same-sex bisexual active teens were more likely than the virgins to have done so. Now, as focus on the family clearly noted at the time, correlations not causation. The research did not prove that abstinence causes other healthy habits. However, the very fact 
fact that the CDC noted a relationship between sexual behavior and other habits is more than a little significant. Though the CDC would never put it this way, the summary offered by Focus on the Family was clear and succinct. Quote, the sexual choices and values our young people hold have real-life consequences far beyond sexuality itself. Now, parents who care about the health and well-being of their children should especially take note of this kind of data and have confidence that they can actually make a difference for their child. Researcher Mark Regnerus highlighted in his book, Forbidden Fruit, that the intensity of teens' religious beliefs is far more important when it comes to sexual activity than exactly what those religious beliefs are. The first thing, then, for parents is to care about our kids' faith. A strong, informed, vital relationship with Jesus will help them resist the kinds of temptation and peer pressure, sexual or otherwise, that assault them every single day at school and online. In other words, worldview matters. The CDC report demonstrates that there are consequences of a secular worldview, one that sees bodies as something we own, something external to who we are, something that we can use or abuse depending on our desires, our will, and our identity. In sharp contrast, the Christian worldview teaches that our bodies are an integral part of who we are, both in how humans were created and in how we're supposed to behave, and especially in that Christ took on flesh to make all things new. The extent to which we and our kids truly embrace this view will determine just how we treat our bodies as well as the bodies of others. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. For more resources to live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org.